0: Welcome to Two Rivers Leadership Podcast, a conversation about leading as a team because a great team is always better than great talent. interesting about the Titanic is similar with the World Trade Center. Uh, there were stories of people who were unable to make it to the Titanic on the day that it set sail. They had tickets, but there was an accident that delayed them, and they weren't able to get onto the boat. And so temporarily, they were very upset, very angry. How dare God allow an accident to happen? How dare He keep me from the thing that I won, the maiden voyage. It was historic. I'm totally ruined. I spent all this money, and now it's all wasted, right? And in that moment, in that person's life, they're very upset, very angry, very disappointed, very disillusioned, until they get the news that the Titanic <laughs> hit an iceberg And sunk to the ocean floor Mm -hmm. and nearly everybody died all of the sudden what you thought what that person thought was the worst thing that had happened became the best thing that ever happened they went from cursing God for the accident to thanking God for the accident and I think that's what the perspective we need to bring to our ministry that sometimes God is keeping us from the Titanic in our ministries. That what looks like today, the thing that I want to curse God for in my life, when I can have God's perspective, I will be able to say, "God, thank you so much that I didn't get to cross through that door." Now, let me let me kind of flush that out at Two Rivers. At Two Rivers, we we've been a mo- we were a mobile church for five years. All during that period of time, I was trying to purchase a facility that we could get into and just show up, open the doors, and do church. Right, and my entire launch team said, "Amen." And so, so we we try to purchase nine different pieces of property. That yeah, we began the process of doing negotiations and spending money. We we spent sixty thousand dollars in architectural and engineering fees over a period of five years, working with a city. Yeah, I could have started a whole n- two more churches with that money. Um, and and that's money we didn't have. Right, that was like we're giving sacrificially, and having months where we didn't take paychecks and having like, how's this all gonna work? And uh, during that time, I'm like, God, every time I get to another facility, I'd fall in love. <laughs> we, I was so excited, like, oh, I can see it. I'm gonna put the coffee table here. We're gonna put the stage over here. People are gonna come through the doors, the music's gonna be bumping, we're gonna have this thing all tied in and ready to go. And then and, and I get all excited, get hyped up in vision, and then and then I get all upset. The city of Binghamton standing in my way. These people in this neighborhood are idiots. They're voting against us. Don't you know I'm trying to save your soul? And, you know, all this crazy. Like, and and we were in the process of trying to buy this. The final facility we we came to was this Vestal Hills Country Club. Had a pool, had tennis courts, it had a clubhouse. It had had multiple layers. It had, like, bars, like, all ready-made for, like, coffee environment, full kitchen. We were going to roll up in a country club, y'all. It was going to be sweet. The finances were were right. The parking lot was right. The square footage was right. till, till Nazar showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what we discovered from what we originally thought would work there, um, and actually Nazar did show up, and that was part of the... He started, actually, <laughs> he started assessing things, and we discovered this wasn't going to be what we thought it was going to be and uh, we were deep into the process we were really supposed to be 30 days from closing on the facility and we discovered in that period of time that what we thought was going to be a $300,000 remodel was going to be a million dollar remodel and that was all going to need to be cash and I didn't have a million dollars of cash laying around and and so we just said okay God you close that door what was so great about that was when we started Two Rivers, I had a dream that Two Rivers would be a regional influencer. And I had this dream, like Binghamton sits on 88 and 86 and 81. And I had this dream that out of these highways would come other churches and people would have easy access to our church. And, and we would have a greater influence and a greater range But here we were now, because it was the only opportunity that I thought we could get into, trying to go three miles outside of the city. They call it a country club because it's exclusive, right? It's kind of tucked away on this back mountain. I could see how it could all work. And in my head, I fell in love with it. And, And opportunistically, I was ready to do something that was different than the vision that God had given us. Mm. Like this was so, it was like, well, God, is everything else? Every other door is closed. How is this the case? And we're going to have to go up out of the city, which I hated the idea of, hated the idea of it. The solution to it was we were going to have to do another church plant back down in the city. And so God stopped us from it. That stopped us nine other times. And I had a, this guy call, and he's like, give me 24 hours. I was like, guy, I've been working at this for five years, so what's 24 hours? <laughs> right? What you going to do in 24 hours? He calls me the next day, and he said, look, I talked to my business partner. My business partner is on the board of Davis College. Davis College owns a piece of property on the Circle in Johnson City directly off of 201, a half a mile from Binghamton University and a half a mile from the mall. Dead center in the city, one of the highest property values in the city in terms of location and highway access and visibility. And we had been to that facility already two years prior, knocked on the door, and we didn't make it past the secretary (laughs) like here comes the guy that like they literally gave us the secretary didn't give us access to anybody in the administration they kind of laughed at us oh it's kind of cute the church planner wants to use the facility and uh basically like their offer was well if you pay for everything to be remodeled we'll let you kind of use it from time to time and I was like I don't think that works so In that one moment, in that 24 hours, what had been this five-year process all of the sudden changed. Like, within that 24 hours, I was in with the president of the college and all the board members. The guy that said, give me the 24 hours, did all the negotiating for me. I just sat there. The one time I opened my mouth, I screwed us over. <laughs> so I said, I'm just going to be quiet and let the millionaires do business. And so that's literally what happened. And, and in, that, in that span of time, God opened up a facility to us that matched the vision, had all the parking, had all the location, and, and it was in the right moment that we had to have it. And had I been able to get into any of the other places, it would have been a disaster. It would have been a compromise. It would have been some other thing. And all the while, I'd come home. I'd be so disappointed. I'd come home, and I'd do my thing with God. God, what are you doing? I know you called me here. God, where are you at? And God, what's going on with this? And I just want to kind of give perspective to our God, right? I want to give us some perspective that we are the servants in the harvest field and he is the Lord of the harvest. What, what I believe is that I believe that God has a greater heart for people than we do. That's right. yeah. I believe that God has a greater heart to see people saved than we do. Amen and that if we will trust him and partner with him then we will see greater things yet to come Mm -hmm. but what we have to be willing to do is go through all the disappointments and all the things that we don't understand in all those moments and keep ourselves pure in the seasons we don't understand in the seasons where it looks like the doors are shut and the way is wrong, and when it would feel like this isn't right, God is positioning us, God is moving us for reasons that we cannot see or understand, and he may be keeping us from our Titanic, but also doing something through us that goes beyond us. So I'll just a couple things around that real quick. We need to find in God alone, and God, David said it this way: My soul finds rest in God alone. I think as ministers, we put a lot of our reputation, our identity, our um, our respectability, is somehow tied to our productivity, and we feed on things that we should not feed on. It's idolatry. And David said, I, I, my soul finds rest in God alone. And I want you to know this. There will never be an attendance number or a church situation that will satisfy you. So we we went, I was upset because we weren't growing fast enough when we were at 250. Here we are six months later at 750, and I'm upset because we're not growing fast enough. Like you would think, well, if, I, if we could just get to that, then I'll be happy. There'll never be a time you'll be happy because you always see what you left on the table. You'll always see what you left on the table, and you think we could have done better. And if your soul finds sat, like if you think you're going to find satisfaction when you reach a certain level, you'll never get satisfied. You have to find satisfaction in God alone, and and God prevents us from getting all that we want to prevent us from worshiping stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If Sometimes if God gives you the thing that you desire, mm-hmm. you're going to worship the thing. Yep. Right. And, and so God does never want us to find our satisfaction in things or numbers or any of that. We have to find our satisfaction in him alone. Until you stop worshiping the idols of Christian leadership, stop worshiping numbers, Stop worshiping success according to man's definition. Stop worshiping growth. God can't give you those blessings without destroying your life. It's like he'd let you on the Titanic and this thing's going to go down. And God cares more about you than he does your ministry. So there's certain things that he has to keep you from. Because you think you want it, but it'll kill you. Hey, so I'm so glad that you tuned in and listened to this podcast. If you have any questions or any comments, I would love to hear from you and get any feedback that you might have or, or uh, comments that you might add to this discussion, you could email pastor at Two 2riversAssembly.com. That's T-W-O, riversassembly.com. And, and just share with me what your thoughts are. Maybe something that I talked about that you, you might be confused by or something that you want some clarification. Or maybe you, you want to challenge some of the ideas that we've presented and I'd love to be able to kind of sit down with you and talk through those things and and hear what this impact is making in your life. God bless you. Have a great week.